0: format episode 54 my name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host Tom Smiley uh, of master's degree fan and we're here to talk about legacy
1: back to school again classes started again tonight had my nice 10-day vacation and then I'm back on that grind
0: doing some more math or what
1: yep doing it's just all that it's all All math math. from here out yeah that's
0: good at least no uh No English or any any bullshit like that.
1: Yeah, well it was it was all math before. I'm just getting an MS in math, it's not education.
0: Gotcha. I'm definitely not getting an MS in legacy, bro. I played uh
1: (laughs) I played like You've been killing it with drafting though. I've seen the screenshots.
0: Yeah, bro. For a minute there I I had a chance of taking the trophy lead, which I'd never done before, but I just happened to be able to play four leagues on the day that uh that the set launched for M twenty. And I won my first 11 matches of the format, which was sick. And then I lost my 12th, which kept me from getting the fourth trophy and pulling ahead. That dude, Matt Soul, who plays a lot of Legacy, we've talked about him before, playing uh, a lot of like white stompy decks, stuff like that. He actually is like up at like, 15 trophies right now.
1: It's tough to keep up with that. When you have things to do.
0: Yeah, dude. I Like, I knew I wouldn't be able to play it all over Fourth of July weekend, so, like, I'm frozen at four trophies now. Like, the leaders always have twice as many as the total number of leagues I've played now, you know? But yep. on the first that, day, that, it was fun. That happens. Dude, this format is fun, too. Like, there's a lot of fixing for a core set, so you can actually do a lot of things, explore some synergies between, like, three different color cards that maybe they didn't even tend to put in there, so. They're really hidden out of the park with Limited right now. Which, uh, I don't know, for better or worse, I I enjoy it. But I don't know what Standard's like. But it's the impact on Legacy, hopefully from this set, will actually get a breather.
1: Yeah, and I think from what we see, and we haven't really started to see the influx of new technology, but it's definitely way less impactful than Modern Horizons. You You can definitely mark that down.
0: Bro, thank God. Could we take it if it was more impactful? I don't even know.
1: I mean, we would have to. We have a couple legacy events coming up.
0: Yeah, July twentieth. So that's a week from this coming Saturday. Will be the fourth annual, not annual, but fourth all time. Is it, you think it's the fourth? Maybe the fifth?
1: No, leaving it's either legacy? it's either the third or the fourth.
0: The third or the fourth, leaving a legacy. It's got to be at least the fourth, uh, leaving a legacy, two to three k at Gaming Cetera in Acton, Massachusetts. This is on the day of a Philadelphia team or Philadelphia yeah team SCG so the EV could be pretty good if anybody's thinking about making the trip we might uh we might see a bit of a smaller field than last time that that's not guaranteed though we could uh, it could just grow again but there is potential I know uh I saw Bryant Cook won't be there so you don't have to pack your uh hate for tests in your in your sideboard
1: now I'm just gonna show up with tests. I can't I can't wait for it. Uh my friend Matt is gonna be there playing. I have a deck for him. And it, those tournaments are always just such a blast. I already have that day penciled off as Magic Day. Wait, we'll Matt, to... Matt. Matt Matt.
0: Talk about pox you got for him?
1: Yep, we got well, I didn't <laughs> want to say that I didn't want to say that on the cast.
0: Oh shit. But yes. Is Ashiak in there?
1: Uh it is not. It's oh not. man.
0: Uh, we could talk about this off the cast, but I I don't know if I'd want to play sinkhole right now.
1: It does not have sinkhole. Okay,
0: good. Yeah. I, I would build pox the other direction for, for what it's worth, but it's uh it's really I was thinking about this earlier, like it's probably the worst time ever to cast a sinkhole. Like just looking at the at the meta right now.
1: It's always been a bad time to cast a sinkhole. There were but good there were casting, like casting sinkholes right? with Ren and Six running around everywhere just isn't it yeah. doesn't feel good.
0: Before Delver of Secrets, though, like, when I look at lists, the, the quote-unquote Delver decks, which, you know, were, were just, like, the Tempo decks then. I don't know what they called them, but they played Sinkholes. Team, Team America? Yeah.
1: The uh, Tombstalker, Delver, Tarmogoyf, Hymn to Torak decks?
0: No, before Delver, I'm saying. So it was oh, like, okay, yeah, like it was, yeah. like, I mean, Bob, Goyf, and Sinkholes.
1: If you could go back to that time, you would probably change the deck list up, though. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, it's possible. I I don't know what they were playing against, honestly. I guess maybe you're...
1: Sinkhole is the real deal, but I give it no respect.
0: <laughs> I guess Countertop must have been a deck, right? That, yeah, not... but I feel
1: like the Countertop decks that used to be around were like Natural Order Rug with a top package. Okay. We obviously we didn't have Miracles or anything close to that.
0: This uh. This event, obviously, it's in ten days for us. uh, When you're listening to this cast, and what are what are we gonna play, man? Like, what have you thought about this at all?
1: I've thought about it, but I haven't had enough time to actually put my list together because things have been changing so much, and I don't think that I'm gonna be able to secure any Ren and Sixes. So all the stuff that would really like, what's that?
0: You're 100% going though, right?
1: Oh, I'm 100 going. Okay, and I had my, like, I had the list that I was looking at playing, and then I had my uh, a mortgage meeting today, and I was like, <laughs> "Man, I don't, I don't want this balance to drop below what I have right now." So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull the trigger and order these cards online. Although, our friend Dom got some fake shit shipped to him.
0: Yo, that shit's crazy, bro.
1: Already, it's in from TCG Player Direct.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about how that works. Like, how, how anybody's making any fakes before the product even hits the streets or whatever. Like, that's the quickest turnaround on fakes i would ever heard of.
1: Yep. Yeah, there's that. Watch out. Watch out, everybody.
0: And just so you guys know, it had the hollow stamp and shit, so it's a real deal. It'll probably show up on Reddit or something tomorrow, so everyone will know about it already.
1: Dom will make the front page of Reddit twice in a week.
0: Oh, Fuck. Dude, that's unprecedented.
1: Yeah, well, I think he hit the first first page of like actual Reddit, not magic Reddit. Yep. <laughs> but this this will be on the front page of Magic Reddit.
0: Yeah, you're right. True. Anyway, Anyway, speaking we have a of new total cesspool.
1: Yeah, total cesspools. We have a new patron this week. We had Justin Dale join. Ooh. So, thank you Justin. And I wanted to give a shout out to a not cesspool the guys from the Canadian Threshold podcast from the beautiful area of British Columbia, Canada, I talked to quite a bit and I wanted to give them a shout out. They're worth listening to. You can find their stuff on uh, the internet.
0: Nice. So it's called Canadian Threshold. Listening to Canadian of the
1: podcast. Threshold. And it's a Canadian Legacy podcast. I think they're out of Victoria, but I know that they're West Coast Canada.
0: So it's not specifically just about rug?
1: It is not just about rug. They okay. just, that's a, that's a nice little, it's a nice name. I appreciate the name.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I definitely didn't understand though, when you were telling me about the podcast, I thought it was deck specific.
1: So yeah, it, it, it is not,
0: it would be a good time though, to have a, uh, a rug podcast. Cause we're seeing quite the resurgence. If you want to jump into the challenge already.
1: Ren and well, is it really rug though? Or is it just like every color? Like what the fuck is happening?
0: Well, I believe in the the top thirty-two of this challenge, there are four, Ren rug decks and one rug deck that, I don't know if they just didn't want Ren or couldn't have, like afford. There were eighty-five dollars online, so I can totally understand not wanting to pick up three of those. But then there were five other Ren decks. So
1: the yeah. the four color Ren decks.
0: Yeah, there were four color Delver, four color Piles, and then Honorag put it in Miracles as I assume as a meme because I like i understand like this deck is solidly built for what it is but what it is i i don't i don't think you would call it like optimal miracles right
1: i i would not <laughs> but it's it's really interesting that we haven't started to see mox diamond ren shells except for lands like that those cards just pair so well together that i i expected to see a little bit more experimentation with that but I guess just splashing it into a Delver shell, it has such upside that it's just more efficient to do that.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that myself with like the pile deck specifically, and like the Strifo kind of decks, like the the Punishing Wren Underground Sea decks. Like not to see Mox Diamond there, uh, it might be correct, but I, I just I'm curious about it.
1: Yeah, I guess I was thinking more, and maybe it's just not super well positioned, but an aggro loam style deck picking up renin six seems like it would be excellent yeah but,
0: i'm sure that those decks if if anybody's playing them i'm sure that they're trying that because it fits so well like it's, it's exactly what that deck wants right? like both sides of it but i just wonder if that deck has a spot right now because you can't really waste people out of games with, when they have their own runs, right that is true it's interesting man like I guess that's
1: got to be such a weird situation where you just sort of like stay at mana parity the whole game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. And I had, I had a taste of it this weekend. I played, uh, I played quite a, quite a bit of legacy actually, just like at the bar with, uh, my friends, Tim and Ryan and, uh, against rug Delver, blue red Delver and the Walker post deck. And, it's crazy, man. Like, against Rug, all you're thinking about all game is just Ren. Like, how am I going to handle it if he plays a Ren this turn? You know, to have to fire off a Thossies now into a Days just in case he has Ren because I don't have an answer for it. It really, like, warps the game. You know, it's it's, it's the kind of threat that they've never had and, and have always kind of needed to, to take the deck to the next level.
1: Yeah, getting. I, I, I know that a lot of the decks that we're going to look at in the challenge don't have Stifle, but. Getting stifled into Ren just seems so brutal.
0: It's disgusting, man. And when they, like, even if you fetch basics, so I was playing Miracles for a couple of these matches, even if you're fetching basics, if they just sneak in a Ren on you, like, underneath whatever you have, you don't have a judgment, because you can't answer it with, like, verdict or anything. So if you, if you can't sneak something in, then it gets up to seven, and then they have like triple bolt on tap once they get that emblem. So they can close out games like really quick that way. It's it's just like an extremely powerful card in that deck. I, I can't really say enough about it.
1: Does, uh, and maybe maybe the decks that are playing this just aren't super well positioned, but it seems like Spell Snare gets a ton more value now in this meta where... You're seeing a ton of red and six. You're seeing Tarmogoyf really make a comeback as a premier threat. You're you're just seeing a lot more twos out of the Delver decks, um, Dreadhorde Arcanist, yep. things like that.
0: And then you pull in the other direction. You got Chalice and Grim Monolith. So it's it's really it's not the best card against Chalice decks, but it's not even close to dead.
1: I I think I'm talking myself into playing a Spell Snare deck at the Leaving a Legacy tournament.
0: Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I, I think that I'm either going to be on Miracles or that Stryfo list. Like a, a similar thing to that.
1: So when you say Miracles, do you are you thinking like two Narset or like Probably the...
0: one Little Teferi, two Back to Basics. Okay. That's what I was thinking about today. Just looking at the challenge, you know? So uh, Zach also is going to be commentating this uh, this open, so we don't have to worry about getting blood moved on turn one. So that kind of makes me want to play Stryfo, though.
1: <laughs> well there will be there are quite a few followers of Zack that will be representing with Blood Moon. I I think any time you go to a tournament at gaming, etc., you're expecting to play against Mono Red, for sure.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's something miracles can handle, you know? And I kinda gotta get the value out of these prismatic vistas that I bought. I haven't had a chance to use them yet.
1: Spicy cards.
0: Yeah, for sure. So anyway, in this uh In this challenge that we had uh, a couple days ago, it was won by Dystopia, with two A's, playing, we were just talking about the four-color Ren and Six Delver deck. Four Delvers, four Goists, two Arcanists, two True Names, three Ren and Six. So 15 total quote-unquote threats.
1: It's such a resilient threat package. Like... I know that they're completely different cards, but Renin-6 just has that true name protectability. Like, you can't use any creature removal on Renin-6. It does a solid job defending itself, and playing it on a neutral board just pulls you so far ahead. It's it's very similar to what true name does to a game.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, really, I do really like this threat base. Like, there's no Gurmag, because... It does get kinda of tricky, like I noticed in the games that I played, uh playing Gurmag, if you're constantly recurring lands from your graveyard and wanting to save them in case you have to flash back like bolts later with the uh with the emblem from Ren.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite a bit of dissynergy with the Arcanist and Ren. Exactly. So having having five cards that really care about that's tough.
0: So getting rid of the the strict requirement of the Gurmag for the more loosey goosey requirement of Tarmogoyf—that makes a lot of sense to me, and I really like this threat package for that reason. And you're yeah. not—you're not leaning on Black, really. There's just Thoughtseize, which is awkward because you—Well,
1: there's Thoughtseize and three Abrupt Decay, and I like—I like that threat base because you're able to remove uh, opposing Renin Sixes and. Other Dreadhorde Arcanists without trying to fight through uh, counter magic.
0: Yeah, that part is great. The Abrupt Decay is great. The Thought Seas, I kind of wonder about because if you're going to cast a Ren on two, you have no way to cast a Thought Seize on one in this deck, right?
1: You have Badlands.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the Badlands. Yep. So they're on 20 lands. So yeah, this I is, take this is
1: playing a little bit more beefy of a mana package compared to the other yep. sort of Delver decks. Like, a deck that has four days playing the Badlands is just for that. All right, I want to thought he's on turn one and then follow it up with my run in six if if the hand allows it.
0: Yeah, totally solid. I like that a lot. So good deck building and gets rewarded, I guess, with a first place finish. Two pl- I think two play engineers
1: that, too. That uh, yeah, I was looking. I was looking at the new sideboards for the four color deck to see what sort of. Uh, minus one minus one effects they had looking for like marsh casualties or whatever yeah and plague engineer just it takes the place of all of that You're just, yeah just you...
0: not being double black you know
1: yep and actually being a, a threat albeit a three mana two two but it it can do some work
0: it's so weird because one of the abilities of Death that was useful, but not something that people usually consider is like exiling lands from graveyards and like how could you ever exile someone's land from their graveyard now? you know you're not going to, so even like having double black wouldn't really be a concern for this deck. I mean, obviously, you'd rather have a single black card than a double black card, but this deck would be able to produce double black pretty reliably if it needed to.
1: Well, it's really weird because there's only two black sources in the entire deck, right yep so like they probably would be able to but it's 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 really strange to see a deck that usually you see Grixis splash green actually have more green splash black
0: yeah this is basically rug with a couple black cards it's pretty cool though man I mean, I'm definitely afraid of playing against this list to so that yeah, much.
1: Yeah, it does. It does not seem like a. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a great time to get wrecked by Renin six. <laughs> so whatever, whatever you can do to make sure that you are not cold to your opponent's turn to Renin six, which is it's going to happen a lot. One of the reasons why we don't really see a ton of death and taxes anymore. Like how good is Ren and six against DNT?
0: Really, really fucking good.
1: And I, I've I've kind of seen a drop-off in the amount of Death and Taxes, because that's one of the decks that I really considered playing, and I don't want to show up with Death and Taxes anymore. Like, Bro, I feel like <laughs> it just it doesn't do what I want it to.
0: Not only is it only occurring in this challenge at 4 and 3 at 31st place, but also it didn't show up in the deck dump at all. How crazy is that? No five 0s this past week.
1: It it's not a good place to be for DNT. Even though in second place, we see a matchup that is not the worst for Death and Taxes.
0: No, so this is uh, fresh things with a slightly larger turbo depths. I don't know exactly what you know where the medium depths line is right now, but it's Dark Confidant, uh, four confidence, four, four hex mage, three Safekeeper. That kind of uh, four mox diamond build.
1: Yeah, and the mox diamond without the blue splash. Usually, when I'm looking through the list like this, and I see mox diamond over lotus petal, it's the Tom Hep build.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: this is just straight green black.
0: Yep. Yeah. So this is just depths, uh, except for that that one per, uh, peculiarity that you mentioned. But they do actually have two plague engineers in the sideboard and a veil of summer, dude. By the way, Veil vale of Summer is fucking so legit. I I'm in love with that card right now.
1: Yeah, it's you can't even mouse over it on the league the league deckless. Oh, it's really? not up yet. Yeah. Damn your <laughs> shit, Lazzi. So, last week I can't remember if it was on the cast. I think I talked about like people are scooching on their graveyard hate. Why haven't we seen a black red deck? Or black red decks in general start to do better, and here we are with everybody fucking around with red and sixes, and black red reanimator comes in third.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think honestly that there's no reason not to play black red. I mean, now that there's force of negation. There's a little greater chance that your opponent has force of will effect, you know. But that's that doesn't make up for the fact that all other science points are you should be playing this deck right now is this not something you're considering or did you not actually say what you're considering?
1: So that I'm basically considering everything. Okay. Uh, it's on my list and it's definitely something that I could consider myself playing like right now.
0: I could see you playing this deck for sure.
1: I, Cause I'm an asshole. Like I <laughs> don't care about playing great, great, great games of magic. Yeah. Like when I was playing interactive blue decks, I was the person that was usually playing for True Name Nemesis. <laughs> so, like, we can have those games where, like, oh, yeah, we had great, great interaction early, and then I just went with the True Name. But Black Red just skips all of that mid-game stuff and is just like, do I murder you? Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. And this deck, so it's 2 Bayou with the 3 Reverent Silence as far as, like, the the particular things about this deck. There is like a two gray Titan one Lake of the Dead, like very minimal Caracas cyborg package
1: yeah but... i don't I don't think that I would be doing that, but I think another thing that you can sort of put into Black Red's corner is it's this challenge with that four color delver deck coming around is very close to the leaving a legacy tournament and a lot of the times people sort of borrow from the league results. And there are two Surgicals in the Delver sideboard, and just a lot of anti-blue stuff, like yeah. Triple Pyroblast, Winter Orb, Plague Engineers. There, there isn't a ton that that Delver deck is doing, and Renin-6 is not at its best against Black Red Reanimator.
0: Oh, no, absolutely not. It's pretty fucking irrelevant, honestly. I guess it's sort of shaped their sideboard plans, where they're not going opting for that. Uh, what, what's that card called? That uh, the Cripbreaker.
1: Uh. Wait. What?
0: I'm just thinking about like what Ren and Six would possibly be relevant against uh, this deck. Oh.
1: Or... Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing. Yeah. Like the a sideboard plan. I think I don't think I've seen that in quite a while.
0: I did see one recently, that's why it was in my head, but it's not something that's common at all. So, this deck, yeah, seems like a great way to get a jump on the meta. It's so funny, like, without death Deathrite, you really have to have that Delver Clock to to be able to beat them, because you, you can't, like, run each other out of cards and hope to win the top deck war anymore. Yep. If you don't have a Deathrite in play. And they don't have to respect it in their sideboarding, you know. You don't have to see like the abrupt decays or whatever in the sideboard.
1: That is absolutely true.
0: So fourth place, Sharkcaster Mage, Blue Red Delver. I lost to this deck a lot this weekend, and I always felt like I was going to win the games. I still don't have as much respect for it as like the Premier Delver deck. I'm still thinking about and Four Color Delver more than this deck, but
1: uh... oh, Spell Pierce, Spell Pier- Spell Pierce is great.
0: It is. It's great, but I, I don't know, man. It's just so much air like looking at this deck. I, I just I feel so much more comfortable with the uh with the Renin Six plan.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the threat base is similar. You're relying a little bit more on Dreadhorde Arcanist. You're you have extra cantrips, but you lose Ren Six. So I think the games play out more consistently, but your power is less spiky in those games, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the four color deck has the ability to just go completely nuts. And the blue red deck, the matchup is a little bit more even overall, but you have a more consistent plan with all your cantrips. And you get spell pierce, which I mean spell pierce, spell snare seem like they are they are in a good spot right now. Even okay. though I was just talking about playing black red. And
0: you get basic lands, too, which is just awesome.
1: Yep. Now, fourth place.
0: Fifth place, yeah.
1: Fifth place. This was Edgar playing basically a run back of his Niagara deck with Red and Six.
0: Yeah, this is what I was calling the Stryfo deck before that I was saying I was considering playing. This is beautiful, man. I love this. And it's a, a card we hardly ever see. Unless you go back to like two weeks ago, which feels like ancient times now. Baleful Strix, only its second appearance uh, in this entire challenge.
1: Yeah, we actually saw a little bit of the blue-green uh, bar- uh, yeah ice ice Strix. But yep. it's good to see Leovold and actual Baleful Strix back. Uh, the fact that this mana can work still blows my mind. In a field full of delver, with ren and six, just the fact that you can play your own ren and six to get back your wastelanded lands is crazy.
0: Yeah, the one wasteland is like, because <laughs> it's not like you're you're finding it with like uh, in tomb or crap rotation or something like that, right? So you just kind of have to have to draw it, find it with cantrips. But it's still nice to have if you're going to be playing three ren and six, right?
1: Yeah, it gives you... Having the one-of in your list gives you a chance against some of the decks that you might not have had a chance with before. Like, you think of a deck like Post. Yeah. I feel like Post, like, just rolls over this deck, but you include that one late Wasteland and now you have a chance to, like, have a game plan. Alright, I'm gonna cantrip into that Wasteland, hopefully draw a Ren Six, and then... Try to win a longer value game that you really had no chance of winning before.
0: Yep. And speaking of posts, I'm kind of surprised not to see uh, what's it called, Angras Rampage in this list as like a wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we saw a pretty big downtick in post. I think we see one just outside of top eight in this challenge. Uh, but it's not. It's not something that is really on my radar right now.
0: So it's not just it's not just Post, but I do think Post is probably the the chalice deck we'll see the most. I know two people who are gonna bring it to the Leaving Legacy at least, but uh it's just Ren and Six, right, out of the out of the Delver decks, and then uh, Narset slash Teferi Chase out of Miracles decks.
1: Delver always has a shot against post regardless, because they no, have no no, like... no
0: no no, I'm saying for this deck against against Delver.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, say that again?
0: Like, I'm saying, where where are you not trying to kill Planeswalkers? Like, against Miracles, against Delver, against Post, like, all those matchups involve Planeswalkers now.
1: Okay, I got you.
0: I, I think it's probably got to be the, the highest concentration of Planeswalkers you've ever seen in Legacy right now.
1: I I could definitely agree with that.
0: To to be expecting to see two or three Planeswalkers out of Delver is definitely something new.
1: That is absolutely true.
0: So, I, I might try to sneak one of those into this list if I were playing it. Maybe... It, maybe in front of the main deck, uh, Triumph? I'm not really sure, actually. I'd have to give it some more thought, but...
1: When you said you were considering Miracles, were you considering something like, uh, Mueller's 6th place list?
0: Yeah, pretty close to this, man. Uh, Actually, So, uh,
1: Dovin's Veto and Force of Negation main deck.
0: I absolutely would play, uh, not two, but at least one Dovin's Veto. I I loved playing with that card when I played, uh, Uh, brian koval's list that was like one of the one of the highlights for me of that whole deck it it, it was just amazing in the league that i ran it through three jace seems like a real lot to me Uh, like i've only i only have a few reps with this kind of deck but i I really found that i wasn't uh i wasn't terribly excited about casting jace i was thinking about either going up to maybe like four mentors or I don't know what the other change versus this list would be.
1: Okay. I mean, th- having three Jace lets you be a little bit looser with running your Jace into Soft counter magic, but I I could see that you would want more Mentor.
0: It's just really weird, man. It just feels really slow right now. I think... Uh... Oh, well, this deck only has one Council's Judgment, so that's that would be one of the, the changes that I had differently.
1: Did you have p- two Portent?
0: I had one Portent. And I I see now this deck has predict too. So yeah, this is this is close. Like it's a two back to basics, no counterbalance main deck. But uh a few minor differences.
1: Good enough to be banned in modern, good enough for legacy. Dredge in the next spot.
0: Oh god. Yeah. This is uh this is Dredge. I mean they have one Hogak, the, the Miser's Hogak.
1: And four, Bridge from Below, rest in peace.
0: Yeah. I bought them super cheap this weekend, by the way. First time I ever owned Bridge from Below. Good for you. Yep. The incoming ban, I think everybody kind of expected it. If not Bridge from Below, then a, an enabler like Faithless Looting or I guess. Yeah, I think
1: I thought looting was gonna go for a while. But <sighs> Me too, but, man. I mean if yeah.
0: brainstorm's too strong or Ponder or whatever is too strong for the format, then you'd think Faithless Looting would be too.
1: Quite a bit, quite a bit of enabling going on there.
0: Yeah. No shit. I wonder. I wonder how good. Uh, we're not going to talk about modern, but I, I just wonder if dredge is still a deck there. Probably not, right? Without bridge.
1: Uh, I I would say no, but people people are ready to prove me wrong. I'm sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, one thing. Uh. That kind of sticks out in my mind when we were talking I I believe it was last week with Topher about like what deck you would bring if you wanted to beat like Black Red Hate specifically play a graveyard deck that beat Black Red Hate and he, he was saying that it would just be just straight dredge like this yeah and I thought some more about that and I'm totally on board with that like that that seems like the answer to me so
1: yeah, look at look at this challenge and look for Graf Digger's Cage. Right. And we see five decks with it. Yep. And I I mean that's that's quite a low percentage with a single copy of that card in the sideboard, so it's it's not a bad place to be.
0: Yep. And the chalice decks have ley lines and that's it.
1: Yep. And it's Dredge has a really simple sideboarding like sideboarding strategy against the chalice decks because you know bridge is coming in you never have sorry you know that Leyline is coming in you never have that weird not knowing what type of graveyard hate you're facing when you're playing against those chalice decks yeah. so it makes it a little bit easier to fight through
0: that is true yeah although this deck has nature's Claim as as its answer which is interesting to me I feel like I would want Force of Vigor now because of Chalice, specifically.
1: I feel like this deck, with only one Hogak, and what does it have? It has five total green cards in the deck?
0: Well, it's got four Grave Trolls, but you can like recall them from your yard once they end up there.
1: Right, so like...
0: It's not, I, it's not optimal. I think you'd probably want Shambling Shell if you're going to do that.
1: Right, I feel like that works much better in the manaless shell. It like, does, yeah. Having having actual green mana isn't the worst with this deck because you have so many ma- uh, rainbow lands. But I don't think you have enough to reliably cast Force of Vigor with the standard dredge deck. Because if your opponent does have a leyline, line, you're not recalling your Grave Troll. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's a great point, actually. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking about Cage, but. Yep. We've got uh, rounding it out in eighth place. Four Ren and six. This is a zookeeper. This is another take on four color delver. Similar, actually the same land base. No, two underground seas and two volks. So this is leaning a little less into red, I guess. Although it still just has two Arcanists and four bolts. But uh, four Ren and six and a Gurmag Angler are the differences
1: yeah a little bit less black in the main deck because even though they have angler they're no thought sees and right. only two abrupt decay yeah but they have more black sources so it's it, they're very minor changes to the list that actually won
0: yeah for sure and there are three thought in the board so both the decks have three thought post postboard i'm actually kind of surprised in light of what you just said that the uh second underground seas and move to the sideboard of this deck or maybe the first badlands
1: i think i think sideboard spots are just so tight when it comes to delver strategies like this that putting a land in your sideboard just it hurts you quite a bit yeah so
0: yeah for sure it's not like there's a utility spot in here in the sideboard that i would move to the main deck really it would just be the thought seas i guess
1: yep what else in this challenge did you find interesting or want to talk about
0: uh, just the fact, I guess, that there were uh, three other rug decks outside the top eight. Uh, Miracles, we saw uh, an occurrence in top eight, but I believe there were three more in the top 32. So obviously some people are on to that idea that Miracles could be good against Ren and Six you know, because you can have basics because back to basics seems good against these pile-ish decks that you can't waste out of the game because of Ren and Six. Uh, so that's the way you can kind of screw them on mana. Uh, so I think people were onto to that. I think Lawrence mentioned earlier too that he he was onto that and he played uh miracles in this challenge so that was kind of what I took from it but the the complete absence of the card uh sneak attack there was one show and tell deck, but that was blue white Omni from our boy Truckus in sixteenth place.
1: yeah, I think that the time for show and tell was. Around the time of Niagara, obviously, when the well-established Delver decks that people were playing were just straight blue-red. And now we're starting to see people play the Black Splash again, and having having Thoughtseize against that deck, it just it's, it's tough. And people have figured out Arcanist as a recurring card advantage engine. And while in that matchup you don't want to run out your Arcanist on turn two and just hope you don't die... It's something that gives a little bit more value to the delver, the delver player over the long game. But we saw eleven of the thirty-six, almost a third of the decks in this challenge have Ren and Six. That's a crazy penetration to a new card into the format.
0: Yeah, that's fucking wild, man.
1: And you know, and people want to a-
0: play with new cards, so that's a little part of it. But also, it's eighty-seven dollars, so that's the counterweight to that. It's really popular right now.
1: Yeah. To to understate. yeah. So, so you mentioned...
0: So it's not as expensive in paper, but you mentioned...
1: It's still like 60 bucks.
0: It's up there, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm not sure what exactly it's at, but yeah, it was up there. But do you think that that's going to be a consideration for The Leaving Legacy?
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of the people who show up to play that are not people who are dialed into getting every new card from the new set. And looking at something like Renin Six that came out last month, I mean, people people have a tough time spending two hundred dollars on a playset of a card for a tournament. Right? Like normal people? We're obviously insane savages, but normal people takes a little bit of pulling off.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. I would imagine that you probably err on the side of like only wanting to play two of them and and say that that's like your decision, but really just don't want to spend the extra sixty bucks or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's still it's still a hundred dollars that you're it spending, is. right? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Maybe I'm just being super money conscious because I'm I can't spend my money, but yeah.
0: No, you're right, man. I mean, that is part of it for sure, and it might even be an availability issue. Like, I'm not sure how many people are going to be looking to buy them day of, you know. But yeah,
1: but- I. Have you have you been to Gaming etc recently?
0: I have, but I didn't look for Round Six. Okay. This Truck is deck though, I'm just staring at it. The three sapphire medallions.
1: In sixteenth place? Yep.
0: So it's blue white Omni. Like the the Teferi blue white Omni deck that we sort of theory crafted about when yep. this set was spoiled.
1: With accumulated knowledge yeah. and Okay, and Cunning Wish. Cunning Wish, yep. Yeah, I mean, Sapphire Medallion does, it does quite a bit. This seems like the
0: right way to, it seems like the right way to build this deck, though, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's strange. Like, how often, I guess, I'm not sure. I was about to say, how often are you getting more value out of that medallion rather than something like a Lotus Petal? But I guess if you want to play the long game, it can yeah. it can do quite a bit if you just play it on your turn two and pass. Yep. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, this deck looks pretty sweet, man. And you even have the two mentors in the sideboard. So, you know, meddling mage on uh, show and tell isn't just shutting you down.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to play this deck unless I was Truckus. Yeah, <laughs> no, You true. know, he, he feels it one with this deck list
0: so other than that we saw elves really show up i think it was two weeks ago at this point it might have just been one week ago but i'm losing track of time we had uh we did have a couple of elves decks show up but they were in the lower half of the standings one blood moon deck uh some walker post decks that were also in the lower half of the standings and that's about it from this challenge
1: yeah it was basically the story of the challenge was ren yeah. that's that's it
0: and the fact that that show and tell like traditional show and tell decks are gone death and taxes was just in 31st like those decks have really sort of fallen off there's no mention of noble hierarch in this uh in this challenge
1: yeah i don't want to piss off tom <laughs> but noble we haven't seen a lot of noble in a long time
0: it's, well, it's crazy, though, the, the Ren and Six effect, too, because like we were talking about Hex Drinker and Noble Hierarch and cards like that, and even Baleful Strix, right? Blighted Agent. Actually, some sicko did uh, show up in the 5-0s playing Infect. But I just think about the decks I wouldn't want to be playing right now with, like, X-1s. There's a lot of them, man.
1: Yeah, it's, that's very true.
0: So, yeah, that, that might be the uh, the reason people are shy to bring those decks, or they might just not be performing because of that. you want to move on to the leagues?
1: Yeah, let's look at it.
0: All right. Because anytime anybody puts up a 5-0 in the league with that guy, it's tradition that we mention them. This list, though, I really like this list, man. Four dark confidant, four Stoneforge mystic, two scholar, two plague engineer. We just talked about how bad X ones are, right? <laughs> how well, about I four mean, confidants and two scholars. Ah,
1: uh, scholars a two two.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. That's yeah, it. I mean, that's like
1: you, you, lose your bobs for yep. sure.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not as bad actually. Three Lily of the Veil, one last hope, the usual Jundish split on those. But two Plague Engineer in the main deck, if I didn't mention that. Which is honestly pretty cool for this deck to be able to have access to that, because True Name was always like the killer of this deck, you know?
1: But there was a lot that was the killer of this deck.
0: (laughs) Brainstorm?
1: Yeah, just any good cards.
0: One thing that I kind of wish we saw was the the Black-White Canopy land in this deck. That was one thing that I was excited about. Like, playing one Crucible main and then Black-White Canopy and... Obviously, you have your wastelands.
1: Yeah, it's like you get to play Ren, only you pay one mana more. It's yeah. an artifact that can get killed, and then it doesn't have any other abilities. <laughs>
0: sounds, <laughs> I mean, it's like, sounds good.
1: Yeah. Yep, I'm on board for it.
0: <sighs> three hymns, two inquisitions, four Thossies, two vindicate, three souls, four plows. So, pretty standard. This is the two chrome Mox build. And they're heavier into the Stoneforge with the full... Four Stone Forge and three equipment in this deck, so it's really pretty traditional. I, I it's not like you see this deck enough to say like this is the stock build or anything, but I think it's pretty traditional choices for this deck, with the exception of the Plague Engineer edition.
1: Yeah, and I'd agree with that. What's up? I'd agree with that. I just man, you could you could pay me. There is definitely an amount of money that you could pay me to play a deck like this in a tournament, but. I wouldn't want to.
0: It's just so heavy on three, man. If vindicate was just a two, because like you got what three or four Lilianas, two plague engineers, and then three lingering souls and two vindicates, all clogging up your three when you don't have any mana acceleration. Well, you do have Chromox, I guess, but no like death right anymore, you know.
1: Yep, I understand.
0: That's heavy on threes.
1: I agree. <laughs> I 100% agree.
0: And assuming you know it's it's so such a wasteland format right now. It does seem like an uphill slog, but we salute you, Stock, for this five zero. What do you got, bro?
1: In the challenge, yep. sorry, in in the leagues, yeah, I got I got nothing.
0: Do you know what the card Neurox Stealth Suit does?
1: Oh Jesus, I don't. What deck no. is this,
0: bro? Neurox Stealth Suit is an artifact equipment from. I'm gonna call it Dark Steel. It's it's the helmet.
1: Did you okay, find it? so this is in the the blue Karn deck. Yeah, the Urza Karn deck. I need to read it. Equipped creature can't be the target of spells or abilities. Okay. Blue blue, attach it, and it equips one. Yep. Okay, so like. So it's chalice. You can tap moves. it. You can tap it to suit up your Urza at instant speed.
0: Exactly, and you can play. it And through you can chalice. even tap the
1: equipment for yep. paying paying for the mana cost. And you can All fetch right.
0: it with your tribute mage.
1: Yeah, I um, it's cute. So this, deck- I, I really like Urza. That, I mean, I I know that I made an argument for that card being playable when we did our set review. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of this list.
0: Me too. And actually, I think we saw Cirrus. I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but somebody did put up like 18th place in the challenge with a deck similar to this one. And then this is another player, Disgruntled Elk, with this 5-0. And this list looks pretty tight for a Stompy Chalice deck, right?
1: It does. I mean, just the amount of mana acceleration that you have with uh, Chrome Mox, Mox Opal, and Lotus Petal is is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, your chance of hitting turn on chalice is just yeah. disgusting.
1: Or ramping ramping into a turn two Urza with Ancient Tomb and City of Traders.
0: Yep.
1: So, yeah.
0: And this is just four, you know, four Urza, obviously, but four Karn, Scion of Urza, and four Karn, the Great Creator are the wing cons in this deck. So, really, not closing games as quickly, or typically, I guess, closing games as quickly as like a Blood Moon Stompy deck, but it does have the whole Karn package, which is, you know, the whole Tudor Resiliency, right? It's like a Wish deck.
1: Yeah, and I mean your ability to play a turn two four drop is just so high in this deck that it it does a good job of complementing the power of the Karns and the Urza.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And because you're not playing Blood Moon, you can even play like a little bit of utility. Like, there's actually no Blast Zone in this deck, which kind of surprises me. But there is one Caracas. So yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I feel like that's more just like you're playing it to protect your Urza, but it does have it is utility as well.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, so I didn't have anything else in the league. Everything else is kind of dumpy.
0: Did you want to talk? Did you want to talk about Anorag's deck or?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what
0: about Arkham's Astrolabe?
1: I've seen it in a bunch of the Delver shells that people are trying to play. And then a bunch of like the sort of four color control s- shells with Ren as well. I I don't know if I'm on board with it still, but I, I know people are playing it. I guess it works. It works better with Mentor. Yeah. But I, I'm not. I'm not willing to say that I'm on board with that yet.
0: It's something that I know our boy Tom's been been uh, toying with for a couple weeks now, and I've sketched up a couple lists with it, but. I haven't played anything uh, other than Limited. I've cast tons of them in Limited, but it does seem pretty good to me, and it seems like a nice way, if you're going to play this scattered mana base, to not have to worry about Blood Moon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still think that you probably have to worry about Blood Moon because it's still one-off to be able to cast your spells, but yeah, I'm, I'm well, not on board with Well, you have to cast that.
0: off a basic, too, so... yeah you're kind of like giving yourself that insulation too. So it's kind of nice in, in that regard. Like you can play basics in your super greedy deck and still be able to theoretically play your spells because of Astrolabe and not have to worry about Blood Moon because you're playing basics or, or getting like seriously wasted out of the game. So it, I do think that it's defensible. I, I don't think that anyone's found the right shell or anything, but I do think that it's something that we could be seeing.
1: Okay, I can get behind that.
0: And definitely not something I expected, man. When I saw that card, I did not think constructed applications.
1: No, I I threw it away when I was going through the set list, for sure.
0: Alright, man. Is that a wrap? Is this going to be the shortest episode we've ever done?
1: Next Saturday, we have another tournament from the Arizona crew that's going to be on Twitch at Arizona Eternal Magic. And there's a link to the Facebook event page, that we're going to show in, we're going to throw up in the show notes. So Hackbert and a bunch of other people are going to be playing Legacy out there in Arizona on Twitch. And I've watched a few of the earlier events and they've always been good. So we'll see if I have some time to do that on Saturday.
0: Sweet. Sounds good, man. You're not playing standard, are you?
1: No, I have I have a few people who are coming up to stay with me to go play in the event, but I have a kid's birthday party on Saturday and a christening on Sunday. And I know you said you should never talk about like the adult things that you have to do. It's just, yeah. just make shit up, so I have to fight some space aliens, and then I have to traffic a bunch of drugs this weekend, uh, so I'm not you. gonna be able to play Standard. I'm sorry, nice. yeah. just,
0: just make sure uh is not sleeping in the bed with uh with the baby. It's gonna start bad habits.
1: oh Jesus, <laughs> listen, listen for ah. Uh,
0: Don't do it, bro. Don't you do it.
1: No, I have to. She always listens to the episodes, but she never gets this deep. Okay. All right. I always used to put the kid to bed. We had a bed routine. He'd cry for a few minutes, but he'd go to sleep after 10 max. Then I go away for a weekend. (laughs) One weekend playing magic. And my kid kept on saying, mama, mama. So she decided to lay down in his bed with him and go to sleep. And ever since that weekend, she has had 20 minutes of her night, half an hour of her night, completely cut out because now he won't go to sleep unless she goes and lays down with him until (sighs) he falls asleep. So that's not my problem. I just I want to say to all of you potential parents. You can't let that become a habit. (laughs) You just can't do it you just can't do it value bro so now she's trying to she's trying to wean him off of always going to sleep with her in the bed and it's it's an awful disaster
0: so you say it's not your problem does that mean you sleep through it
1: the back room where i record where i record the guest bedroom is like far away from his room yeah so i just i just go back there
0: okay yeah rock and roll man whatever works for you it is cool though to be to have like a competitive event on the horizon right and actually like be thinking about the stuff not
1: in the abstract. Yeah, I can't wait to play.
0: Me too, man. No doubt. All right, that'll wrap.